It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm at the headquarters of Frank Warren today. I'm joined by Mr. Frank Warren himself. Um, it's been a while, Frank, since I've seen you. About a month and a half. You weren't present for the whole Joe Joyce fight week. Uh, first time I'm seeing you since then and people have been a bit concerned about your health Frank so yeah, I don't know how much you want to say about it I'm pleased I'm pleased it's nice to see here that people are concerned and my, about my health um, my health it's all okay I had a uh, an operation about six seven weeks ago and which kept me out of action but uh, I got the all clear last Friday so I'm you know back in the swing there back in the office as you can see Back fighting fit? Well, nearly. <laughs> well, Frank, talking about health, there's only really one place to start this interview. Um, of course, BT had uh, a show on the weekend in Belfast and we saw something very tragic in Nick Ball's fight um, where Lamati, uh, I believe, is still in hospital, um, ended up in a really bad way in a coma. So what's the latest with him, Frank? Yeah, that was, that, that was, a, it was a dreadful situation. Um, he had a bleed to his brain. He had an operation. Um, the uh, doctor, surgeon, uh, they put him into a drug-induced coma so that he keeps still, which they do with most people who have head, head injuries, irrespective of whether it's boxing, car accidents or rugby. He's uh, apparently very stable. Um, we've got a couple of people on the ground over there who are monitoring the situation in Belfast for him. His team flew home. Um, we at Queensbury have uh, reached out for it to get his family over here or get somebody of his family over there so he can be at bedside when hopefully he uh, is taken out of the coma. Um, and I believe they arrive sometime either today or tomorrow. So that's the position, but we're all hoping and praying that he pulled through this and shows the tremendous uh, fighting spirit he had on Saturday night against Nick. Well, we do hope that's the case, and I'm sure the whole boxing community, everyone watching 
this wishes him Certainly the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, Frank, let's move on to Tyson Fury. Last week, you guys sent a formal offer to Matram for a fight between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua uh, September 2nd here in the UK. Um, we've just learned today they haven't accepted that. They're going to do something else. What was the reasoning? Uh, well, you've got to ask them what the reasoning was. I mean, we made the offer because Tyson wants to fight. I mean, mate, he, he's, he's made, I think he's done a couple of sort of postings in the last uh, few weeks, that's for sure. And uh, we spoke, I spoke with him about it, and he said that he wanted to fight. Uh, we sent the offer, Queensbury sent an offer to Matram. Uh, my son, George, then spoke with Eddie Hearn last week, who said he would come back to him. Um, and George met yesterday with uh, his management company, 258, yeah. and his team are going to wait for Saudi. Um, I know he's supposed to be fighting sometime in August, but they don't want to fight Tyson. And they made that very clear. And, I, 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 you know, um, look, that's their choice. He said, I think it was a month or so ago in an interview I see with... Um, with AJ, where he said he's in this for the money. That's what he's in it for. And obviously, the money, for as far as they feel, the money for them is in Saudi. And that's why they're waiting for that fight over there. Um, Tyson's made it very clear he wants to fight who's, you know, fight the best. He wants the fights to take place in the UK. So, you know, all this about Tyson being greedy, he could probably make more money in Saudi Arabia, but he's not prepared to wait. He wants the fights now. And uh, as I say, we made the offer was based upon the same terms that we both parties agreed last uh, December, but which unfortunately didn't play, take place because um, we didn't find out till afterwards that he didn't have a trainer, and uh, nor did they feel there was enough time for him to prepare for that fight. But the fact of the matter is, it's not on, and uh, it's a great shame because for me, I I don't know why he can't take both the fights. You know, fight Tyson in September and then go and fight in Saudi afterwards. Because if he takes that fight against Wilder, and if Wilder knocks him out, which may happen, then that fight's dead. It's lost all its luster, it's gone. How much would Tyson offer Joshua then if he lost to Wilder? Well, it's, it's gone, isn't it? I mean, I don't think anybody would be interested by them because you've got to look and see how many fights Tyson, uh, sorry, um, AJ would have lost over the last few years. So the time to make the fight is now. It, you know, and also it's a great opportunity for AJ. He's fighting for the world title. He's not fighting a guy who Tyson's already knocked out three times. Sorry, Tyson's beaten three times. Frank, if I'm looking at it from Joshua's perspective and I don't know how much Saudi are offering for the world to fight in December, but let's just say it's, it's more than he would have earned against Tyson in the UK they might be thinking, let's not fight Tyson because there's a big chance that we lose that fight and then Saudi might not put up the money in December. Can you see that perspective? Absolutely, I can see it. I can see that. But don't keep having a go about Tyson Fury. He doesn't want the fights. He wants the fight over here. He's willing to take less money. You know, if there's the big offer out there for him. I mean, we've had conversations with Saudi. You know, we know, we know the people very well. But nothing's been forthcoming and they said they'll be making an offer soon, but we've had no offer yet. And in the meantime, Tyson wants to fight. And let's have it right. Two years ago, when this was being mooted for this fight to take place in Saudi, everybody was up in arms saying it should be in the UK. 
So what I'm saying is the bottom line is not just for AJ, but also for Usyk, it's about going to Saudi Arabia and making big money. And I don't blame them for that, but don't spin a story that it's not happening because Tyson's greedy. You know, it, that, that's a fact. You look at the Usyk situation, and Tyson offered him that fight again on the same terms, where he said, if Tyson said if he beats him, which he's very confident of, he will give him a rematch. He said, if he loses to Usyk, no rematch, that's it. It can't be no better than that, on exactly the same terms as we discussed and, and more or less agreed before. But now, uh, we did, and, and we, that, that was before the, the uh, purse offers with Daniel Dubois. Fight went to purse bids, and now he's fighting Daniel. And the money he's going to get from Daniel is 60, sorry, is 75% uh, of the purse bid, which was $8 million, so it's around $6 million, which is a fraction of what he'd earn against Tyson. And I'll give you another point. If Daniel Dubois would have been fighting Tyson, had that gone to the purse bid, that would have gone for a lot more money than $8 million, that's for sure. You could have trebled that, at least. So that's the value of Tyson. Tyson wants to fight the best, but you know we've, we've we've tried as hard as we can and done it quite discreetly. You know we've not been blowing blowing you know shouting from the rooftops. We tried to do it very quietly, and you know George has built a bit of a rapport up with the other side, and he's he's gone and sat down with him and tried to get it over the line. But it's not to be, and the reason it's not to be is because the whole heavyweight division has been distorted by what people feel they can earn in, in Saudi. And they may earn it, and good luck to them if they do. But don't keep saying Tyson's ducking them, because he's not. So Frank, from what you've just said there, um, Tyson offered the fight to Joshua in December uh, in the UK. He offered it to Alexander Rusik in April in the UK, and he's just offered it to Joshua again in September in the UK. But if you go on social media, everyone says Tyson Fury is the problem. Well, they can say that, but the fact of the matter is, it's wrong. He's not the problem. They're listening to a narrative that they keep putting up, certainly Usyk's people putting up, that Tyson was greedy. They're the ones who want to go to Saudi. They're the ones who want the fight to happen. They're the ones who decided. The only reason they're fighting Daniel is because the WBA ordered it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be fighting until December and obviously we weren't prepared to stop, you know, to, to hold up and, and wait that wait uh, Daniel's turn. So it's an, it's a, the narrative is untrue. It's all about the money they can get in Saudi. And they believe fighting in Saudi, they'll get three, four times the amount of money they would fighting in the UK. That's the truth of it. Whereas Tyson's saying, I'll fight in the UK and we'll take less money. It's a fight in the UK. Mm. How much money out of interest do you think Fury Joshua had it happen in September at Wembley? How much do you think that generates? Well, I think it would have broke the records there. I mean, he broke the records, didn't he? Fighting against uh, Dillian, uh, White. Dillian White there. So I think it would have broken the records. I think you may have, we may have gotten to allow us to get 100,000 people in there. It would be more expensive, the tickets. Um, Pay-per-view would have gone through the roof, so it would have made much, much more money than... Uh, then, well, it'd be, I think it'd been the highest-grossing British uh, uh, 
fight of all time. No doubt about that. OK, in terms of Saudi Arabia, I know your son, George Warren, uh, speaks to Skills Challenge and, and Prince Khalid out there on a regular basis. Um, where are things with that in terms of a potential Fury-Usyk fight in December? Well, look, there's been a lot of conversation, but we, we were told we were going to get an offer, a written offer, because it's got to be a written offer. We've been asked, you know, and uh, apparently it, it's it's going to be sent in due course, but we've not had it. And those conversations were quite a while ago, but we've not had it yet. And uh, maybe they've not got a clearance yet to put it on. I have no idea. But you can't expect Tyson to be sitting around waiting because by December, he'd have been out the ring for a year. And we have tried desperately to make a fight. And AJ's fighting in August. Why don't you just fight Tyson? Tyson Fury will fight in September? He will fight. Here in the UK? He'll fight in the UK. Because I know he has been to the other side of the world. Joseph Parker just fought, who's his good mate. Yeah. He did talk about, you know, potential options out there in Australia. Is, is that realistic, Frank? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, at the moment, there's nothing come through from them. If something comes through to consider and look at, obviously, uh, it'll be up to him. But nothing's come through. So we're focusing on what can be delivered. And what can be delivered is a fight here in the UK. Frank, I know you... Uh, looking at potentially for Fury uh, Zhang, but we'll come on to that in a second. He's at, uh, Joyce has activated his rematch clause, so Zhang's tied up. There were rumours and reports about Andy Ruiz. Can you make comment on that? Yeah, we did have conversations. Queensbury spoke with his team and they asked for $20 million. Really? Yeah, that's what they asked for, which is, you know, it's not going to happen, is it? So what are the options for Tyson then? No, well, I don't want to get into that at the moment. We're trying to exhaust the options of the, the most uh, the options that the fans want to see first of all so we, we, that's the, the road we're going down trying to trying to do that but at the end of the day um, he will fight what generates interest and money for him he's a professional fighter but he was as I'll, and I'll repeat it willing to take less money to fight both the guys over here than they would anticipate they would get from Saturday. Since um, Joshua refused to take the fight in September, have yourself or, or George spoke to Tyson about that? I have, yeah. What did he say? Well, he's, he has said exactly the same thing he said to me back in December. He will never, he doesn't want to fight me. That's what he said. I'm just repeating what he said. That's not an opinion. That's what he said. And at the moment, he's proven right. Has he been left frustrated? No, I don't think I don't think his expectation levels are for it to happen. He's always been a bit of a doubting Thomas about it, <laughs> or a doubting Tyson. <laughs> um, okay, Frank. Well, is there anything else you want to add on on Tyson before we move on? No, just that you know, these fights we have moved heaven and earth to make them happen, despite people. I mean, I was listening today, he's a, you know, and I'll, I'll get on very well with Simon Jordan. I was listening on TalkSport and he, he, you know, he said, but he, he don't, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, we're the ones who are, who are proactive in trying to get these things over the line. It's us. If it weren't for us, there wouldn't be anything being said and everybody would be going down to Saudi in December. And that's it. Okay. Let's go on to uh, Joe Joyce, your other heavyweight charge, who's obviously had a bit of a, a you know a, a rough patch recently in his career. Um, 
couple of months ago, suffering a, a loss to Zhilai Zhang. Firstly, on the fight itself, um, he lost a lot of weight. You'd have thought with that weight loss, his tactics would have been to you know show a bit more movement, like he did against Steve. Daniel Dubois. Yeah, but um, he just sort of stood in front of Zhang. It was very strange. Um, I think he came in too light, but I think the other situation with him was that you know he hadn't fought a southpaw for quite a long time, and I think he struggled with the southpaw stance and he, and the fact he was getting caught, um, and his eye was closing up fairly cl fairly quickly. I think uh, hampered him. Um, but Joe, Joe and I've said it a million times in fights, he'll take a couple of shots to land his. But unfortunately in this fight, <clears throat> he was taking a couple of shots and then another couple of shots and, and nothing away from Zhang. He, he boxed brilliantly. He'd done all he had to do. If he hadn't had the eye injury, I'd be interested to see what happened in the latter stages of the fight. But um, that wasn't to be. He's called for the rematch, which says a lot about him. He wants the rematch. But he's got to dramatically train, change his, tra his tactics. He's in with an opponent now who he's already been in with. So he knows what he's expected of him. So he's got to learn from it. And uh, I hope that will be the case. And I hope he can uh, hope he comes through it. Frank, during fight week, <coughs> excuse me. I think um, a lot of the... Well, I don't think... I know that a lot of the conversation wasn't about Zhang. It was about... Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, yeah. Alexander Usyk. We sat in this office and you told me that Joyce would knock out Joshua, he'd beat Usyk, he'd give yeah. Tyson Fury a really hard fight. Yeah. Um, has your perspective changed after the Zhang loss? No, because it was... A, well, I still think that him and AJ... I mean, every, listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion, including me. I still think that, that he would be too much and too strong for, for AJ. Um, he didn't cope with a Southpaw style. Uh, as regarding Tyson, I mean, Tyson's dad, John, said he felt Zhang would be the toughest fight for him out there. Really? He did say that at one stage, yeah. He did say that at one stage. But the fact of the matter is, you know, it's... Oh, sorry, not... Um, Zang, oh, you meant uh, Joyce. Sorry, okay. Joyce would be yeah, the toughest, yeah. toughest fight out there, sorry. But the, but the fact of the matter is, is... It's, opinions are opinions. All you can do is try and put it right. So Joe's got to go out there and show that he's still got a place at the table and show what he can bring to the party. And he's got to learn and he's got to come through it. I believe he can do that, albeit he's going in with a tough guy who's got great pedigree as an amateur, like Joe, as an amateur, and also as a, as a pro fighter. He's done everything that's been asked of him. He's a fighter who was... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
basically sidelined by AJ. AJ didn't want to fight him. So you've got to take your hat off to Joe for... He didn't have to take that fight, but he did. Do you think complacency kicked in around Team Joyce? Um, I think complacency might have kicked in with all of us, including me, Fair to enough. be honest. And I think it, we did. Um, I felt that Joe, especially after that performance he had against uh, Parker... I thought he was looking, you know, he was really looking, you know, going from strength to strength. But I genuinely felt that he struggled with a southpaw start. So if he if he struggles again with it, then he'll be in trouble. So he's got to learn from that fight. As we know, he's activated the rematch clause. What's the time frame for that? And when do you want to get it on? In autumn. Okay. Early autumn. And um, there hasn't been any sight offers from China to do no, that. No, nothing at all. Okay. All right. Is that also, is that a box office fight now, in your opinion? Because it's a big fight. Well, it's a, it is a big fight. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But it is a very big fight. There's no doubt about that. So right. look, look, his career's on the line in that fight. Right, moving on to another heavyweight charge of yours. Daniel Dubois, um, Alex Krasik, promoter of Alexander. Usyk won the purse bids. Um, he believes he's going to stage it uh, August 12th in Poland. Uh, he bid... Uh, was it eight million US dollars? You bid yeah. five and a half. Yeah. Um, so just talk to me about your bid in that. In that, that was the value we put on it. That's the the, the value we felt it would generate. Um, and we done all our homework, like we did when we bid the when we put in the record bid bid for uh, the Dillian White fight in Tyson. We done our homework, but look, they're going to they they had seventy five percent of the purse to play with, and obviously. You've got to think they did a deal with him, man, to pay him less than what his percentage would be. But whatever his percentage is, is far less than he would get to fight Tyson, that's for sure. But you know what? It is what it is. We move on, and all, all that I'm focused on is Daniel in that fight now, and I genuinely believe he can win that fight. We'll come on to that in a second. Obviously, there was a lot of talk when you were negotiating with um, Alexander Usyk about the Fury fight, about values, uh, and you've touched upon it earlier in this interview. Um, but there was a, there was a lot of um, discussion about how much belts bring to the table, and obviously Usyk bring, brings three belts. Now you bid five and a half million dollars. He's still got them three belts. So, do you think that conversation surrounding the belts it, it proves how much they're actually worth? According to that, for him, if he gets, which I don't think he's getting, the 75% bid of what uh, his promotional company put in, that's the value they place on the belts. Which is what? Less than five million quid. Yeah. And that's it. At the end of the day, there's belts there. The belts are there. We get that. We understand that. But it has to stack up. It has to stack up financially for, for them in their bid and for our bid. Nobody else bid for the fight. There's only two bids went in, and that was it. So when you look at a 70-30 split that Tyson offered for the fight in the UK, and it got a lot of criticism that... Well, they accepted it. it, it it's, that's irrelevant, because they accepted it. They accepted the bid. What, caused the, what was the problem was, and the get-out, because that's what I use it used was the get out was the rematch, and Tyson rectified that about two three weeks ago by saying oh, that he doesn't want a rematch if he loses. 
that's it. But if they, if he wants one, he'll give him one. If he look, you know, well, he expects to win Tyson, and that's it. But the the value of Ty, what Tyson brings is that, as I say, if Tyson and Daniel Dubois went to purse bids, <laughs> go for huge money, huge money. We've seen Daniel Dubois against the Southpaw, uh, against Kevin Lorena yep. um, at Tottenham Hotspur, which was a, a weird fight to watch. And he was obviously banging trouble at the start. You've just said that, that he will beat Alexander Rusik. Alexander Rusik, one of the best cruiserweights ever, um, hasn't done too much wrong at heavyweight. Obviously, he's got two wins over Anthony Joshua. Where does this confidence come from that Dubois is going to beat Usyk? I, I think that he got caught in that. He got caught in that first round with a good punch on the top of the head, and I've seen lots of good fighters over the years get caught with punches like that. You also got to take into account it was outdoor in December, very cold, and was he warmed up? Was he, you know, and, and you get caught cold. He got, and he got caught, but he hurt his leg going down. That caused him a massive problem, which you know, resulted in him having uh, surgery on his on his leg. He's been out of action since. He's now back in, in full training. But what he did do in that fight, he gritted his teeth and came through it. And once he started letting his shots go, it was all over. And it was a great finish. And he showed a lot of heart in that fight. He's very confident about the fight. I'm very confident about it. I'm very confident in as much because he's a big guy, he's a big puncher, and what he has got is a good chin. He took some good shots off of, off of Joe Joyce, who can whack. He's got a big pin. And I look at the fights that, and, and, I, and I do respect, and don't get me wrong, Usyk, but you know AJ didn't look exactly great in the first fight. In the second fight, I think he gave him a, a, a tougher fight. And I look at the fight he had against uh, Derek Chisora. So for me, I think, I, I generally think he's got a great chance and I do believe he will win the fight. Frank, he has left his previ previous trainer. He has just joined uh, yeah. Don Charles. That's not ideal, is it, just for a fight no, like this? No, it's not. It's not ideal, but there was a reason for that. And obviously I'm not going into that because it was a family issue. But that's happened and uh, you move on. You know, and there comes a time sometime in your career where you're in a position where you've got to go for it. Now, and I mean, it's the greatest effect if, if, if a fighter's trainer was to get, you know, go down a bit with an illness or get knocked down by a bus, he's got to get on with it. And that's what he's doing. He's getting on with it. He's going with Don. Don's had a couple of fighters in big fights over the years. So he's there and they've been heavyweight fights. So he knows what he's got to do. But I've got to tell you something, he's very, very confident. Very confident. Okay. Last one on this. Are you going to try and, or have you started negotiations with Alex Krasik about getting that fight on BT Sport? Uh, George has been talking to him about it, yes. Okay, good. Right, last one on the heavyweights, I promise, Frank. David Adlai out on uh, June 9th, next Friday, at your call. Um, I believe, you know, if he, if he wins that fight, the board are going to mandate him for the British title? Well, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that's what they're saying. But let's see, get this fight out of the way on the ninth, first of all. It's a good, good fight, good opponent. But I like David. I think he's going to be the guy of the future. So he's taken himself out uh, to Miami, believe, the last few camps. He has. He's, been, he's taken it very seriously. And to go out there costs money. So he's investing in himself. 
Well, him and Fabio Wardley, if that does get done, would be a great fight. That do, is a good fight. Do want to get your thoughts actually, you know, away from yourself. But um, see, uh, Fraser Clark's team, um, you know, lobbied him to be the mandatory challenger for Fabio Wardley. He got mandated, um, and then on the day of the purse bids, um, Fraser Clark's team pulled him uh, out of those purse bids, and it was a big talking point in boxing. What were your thoughts on that? It annoyed me because David could have been in there and could, we could have got on it. All it's done is held up the division, held up, you know, a, a fight that every... Look, the fans would love to have seen uh, Fabio in with Fraser Clark or David, no doubt about that. But neither of those fights happened because of the way they went about it. They should have pulled him out from the start. You know, said he's not ready. He's not ready yet. And I, I understand that. I get that. You won't be putting David out, will you? No. <laughs> I, if it, you know, he, he's in there. I don't think. He, I don't think he'll pull himself out. But we'll, you know, we'll see. Let's see what happens first of all. He's got to get through the uh, show on the night first of all. Yeah. Next week at your call live on BT Sport. Okay. Anthony Yard. What's the latest with him? Uh, Anthony will be out um, over the summer. Um, we need to get it. He needs a, he needs a fight. Then we need to get him into a position to be challenging for a world title. I hope by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, Joshua Boatsy fought recently, and um, the whole talking point about that fight week was your guy Anthony Yard. Now you have done a fight with boxer before with uh, Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker. I know you were talking to Boatsy to get him on board and, and that, make the fight. Yeah. yeah. Are you open to doing that fight still? Very much. Very much open to doing the fight. You know, I, I fancy Anthony big time in that fight. What if Boxer came in with a big offer to do that on Sky? If they come in with a big offer, we'd consider it. As well as I hope if we put a big offer in, they'll consider ours. OK. Um, also, Joe Smith Jr., possibility for Yard? Yes, I would like that fight. That's the one I would really like. Right, OK. Um, on that Joyce Zhang card where you weren't present, Denzel Bentley with a spectacular first oh, round knockout win. Yeah. Um, I've been hearing that you, maybe you're reaching out to top rank to do the rematch with Janabek here in the UK. I would like to see that happen. Denzel would, would like it and deserves it. I think he deserves that. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's early days, but that's, that's something we would love to happen. What's the latest with uh, Hamza Shiraz? Hamza will fight in the summer. As you know, he had a he had a good win last time, hand injury, but uh, he'll be out. And I, I, I genuinely, genuinely think within the next six to nine months, he'll be challenging for a world title too. Okay. Um, potentially, if, if, you know, if the Janabek-Bentley rematch doesn't come off, could we see Bentley-Shiraz? Maybe, yeah. It's a great fight. It's a, it's a really competitive and a good fight. Mm. Uh, Dennis McCann, the latest with him. Dennis will be out soon. He's uh, he's he's um, training hard, and uh, you know, and, and he's doing what he's got to do now. He's coming through, um, and I think he's going to be in some big fights in, himself in the next uh, in the next year. So, well, I'm sure he'll have a keen eye on uh, July 29th in Telford. He will do with uh, Liam Davis and, and Jason Cunningham. That's uh, a good fight. Yeah, talk to me about that fight, Frank. It's a good fight. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. They're both good fighters. I mean, it's quite a good division, isn't it? There's some, there's some really good fights to be made out there. So as you quite rightly say, Dennis will have his eye on it and I'm hoping he'll be up there to you know, be at ringside. 
Could Baluta be an option as well for McCann? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another good fight, another good fight. Now, a few weeks ago, I've definitely got to mention this, um, your call, your show, Ellis Zorro v. Jose Burton, uh, an incredible knockout from Zorro. Oh, bloody hell. Where'd he pull that out from? I, I mean, know. it was amazing, wasn't it? But he's so game, and he's you know such a nice guy. But it was a it was a tremendous, tremendous punch. But yeah, he's uh, he's really put himself on the map uh, in that cruiserweight scene. Obviously, Jose Burton has been around for years, really experienced customer. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's right in the mix now, Zorro. He certainly is. And I looked at that fight the weekend, and you know you got to fancy him in one of those fights against either of those. Well, let's talk about that then. Um, Lawrence Coley, uh, big shock, I'd say, losing his world title against Chris Smith in Bournemouth. What were your thoughts on the fight itself? I thought it was a dreadful fight to watch. You know, I thought Lawrence, um, I don't think he covered himself in glory. And at times it looked very amateurish, the way he was going in. And I think Chris, could, Chris struggled with it a bit, struggled to deal with some of it. Obviously, he had points taken away from him. There was a couple of knockdowns that when you look at them on TV, they weren't not knockdowns, but he deserved to have points taken off him when they weren't. And it was a horrible fight to have for the referee, for for him to referee, but um, it was just a pretty dreadful fight. And I don't think I'd want to be watching that again, that's for sure. Well, they are talking about a rematch. Good luck to that. They should get Horlicks to sponsor that. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Um... Let's talk about your show, actually. Um, well, I say your show, it was with Conlon Boxing and Top Rank. Of course, it was a, a joint venture in Belfast. Um, we've talked about the most important thing off that show yeah. at the start of this interview. Um, let, let's start there, then. Nick Ball um, with another win. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to talk of course, about the of course. fight, you know, what he did with, you know, with the, how the outcome, how it turned out. But, you know, Nick had a tough opponent in there who was there all the time. I didn't get for one minute where people were talking about this could be a one-round fight and so forth. Of a guy who's 31-0, and 0, got a good record, rangy, tall, game, um, come to fight, traded at times. But I thought Nick, you know, from a professional level, I thought Nick, you know, gradually worked out his style and, uh, and did what he had to do. With, uh, as you say, with, you know, as we said earlier, with such tragic con consequences. But you know, Nick's a very, very good fighter. He's one of our key fighters, and uh, I expect him to be fighting for a world title this year. Well, at the top of the bill, we saw see Lopez beat Condon. Yeah. Either of them for Nick next? Yeah. I mean, you know, great fight, big great fights. But I think, um, you know, the fight. We, you know, obviously we were all as we're, you know, we've. We were hoping that um, Mick come through, but unfortunately he didn't because that would have been a fantastic fight, him and him and Nick, but it still could happen. Hmm. Still well, could happen. Actually, Who knows? Yes, it could still happen. The, the fact that Mick's lost, obviously if I think if he'd won, he'd have looked on to perhaps other things. The fact he's lost maybe brings the fight closer? 
Maybe, maybe. And, and you know, we would have no problem get, you know, working with top rank and doing that again in Belfast. Okay, sounds good. Um, also on that show, uh, we, saw, we saw Big Bang. I'm not yeah. talking about Zhilai Zhang, I'm talking about Pierce O'Leary. He can really punch. He's exciting. I mean, he is, he is an operator, you know. Francis really, really um, expects big things of him, and I agree with him. You know, he's, a, he's, a, he's an operator, and he's going to go from strength to strength. There's no doubt about that. Frank, uh, just away from yourself again, uh, huge news for boxing. Uh, July 29th in Las Vegas, we had the Errol Spence and Terence Crawford announcement, a fight that we've been, as boxing fans, waiting for ages. Yeah, Happy yeah. to see that over the line? Oh, I am, I am, and uh, I think it's going to be a, I think it'll be a great fight. Uh, I, I, I favour Crawford to win the fight. OK, we shall see. Just a couple of more things. Now, uh, <laughs> this topic uh, probably isn't really suited to a boxing channel like ours, but I'm going to discuss it with you anyways. What's this? Uh, it's been in the news a lot recently about, obviously, Philip Schofield. <laughs> Your thoughts? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say about that one. I mean, what do I think about it? I was in my local pub the other night, the horse and groom, and they were all talking about it. <laughs> we can move on from that. <laughs> Lastly, um, sorry to put you on a sad note, but as a Chelsea fan, I don't mind talking about it. Arsenal uh, losing out on the league. Oh. Was it a bottle job? Look, from sort of the beginning of March, they just lost their way. And you look at it, there's, there was nine matches, which meant there was 27 points there to be got. And they got 12 out of those. Had they won two of the games, they would have been the champions now. And it's, it's you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, they went to Newcastle and for the first 10 minutes, you thought, bloody hell, we're going to get whacked here. But they gritted their teeth, come through it and done what they had to do there. And then they fell over against Brighton. It was just like, there was no consistency there. And I think that um, I don't like the, you know, the excuse of it's been a tough season, they're young players and it's a tough season. I mean, we had no European football. We were out of both of the Cups very early. So they should have been pretty much up for it. I think we, I just feel we haven't got a depth of squad, of a squad, and they're going to need to go out and make some significant buys Um over the not over the summer. I hope they've got them all lined up now and get and are drafting them in in the next few weeks so they can bed in with a team in the friendly games and so forth so we can hit the ground running in August. Simon Jordan actually said he was having a, a debate with Rio Ferdinand and Rio was saying this is not successful. Like back in the day when I was at United, you know, that was an option. We had to finish first. And Simon Jordan was saying Arsenal season was a success. Do you go along with that? Well, it's a success in as much that we're in Europe. But for me, it's, a, it's you said to me at the beginning of the season, yeah. would you take second? I'd said yes. Qualify for Europe? Yes. So from that perspective, was, was there some good football there? Was they one of the most exciting teams, or if not at times the most exciting team in the Premiership? The answer to that was yes. Um, and they were top of the league for most of the season. But then, you, you know, you look at, when I look at Man City, they're probably the best team I've ever seen in the Premiership. Really? Yeah. And, I, you know, and I'm including, 
you know, Arsenal at that, that. I mean, they're just a phenomenal team. They've got great depth. I know a lot of people will say, well, maybe they've they've got this case looming over them with the uh, points and whatever. Um, I don't know why it should be looming over them. They should bloody get on with it and deal with it. And for me, if you if if the rules are the rules and you are in breach of them, I don't feel that you should keep the title. All that points deducting for next next season, I don't think it's right. I don't think you, if you if you breach the rules during that season, then there's a problem in that season. But irrespective of that, you know, I wouldn't want Arsenal also to win a, a the Premiership based upon somebody getting disqualified. Uh, you know, they they had it in their hands. They get they basically threw it away. They let it just slip through their hands. That's a great shame. Okay, just to close off, uh, a message to boxing fans, Frank. <sighs> Look, we're trying to make the fights happen, and you know, and all I would say, not a message to boxing fans, a message to AJ. Please reconsider. Please do that fight for the boxing fans. Let's do that fight. I really would love to see it. All the fans would love to see it. Let's do it. The terms are not a problem because we agreed them. Let's try and make it happen. I know your team have said no, but it's, you know I'm not one of them that ever gives up on things. So I'm hoping that we can we can get it over the line because everybody would love to see it. We would all we all want it to happen. Okay, thank you for your in, time in the UK. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.